Good evening, Fang Gang, and welcome to the one-year anniversary episode of In Vain. Thank you, everyone, for your support over the last year. Your kind words and your encouragement have meant the absolute world to us. As always, we are sponsored by the awesome Die Hard Dice. If you would like to roll with the best, be sure to visit dieharddice.com and use coupon code FANGGANG for 15% off your first or your next order of Die Hard Dice. Now, before we jump into the episode, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about Nerdsgiving. Nerdsgiving starts November 1st and ends November 15th, and this year we will be raising money for Heifer International. Heifer International is about much more than just animals. They are about education, training, and building communities just as much as it is about the living alone of livestock. With your donation, you are given the opportunity to designate gifts to specific country programs or specific animals. Gifts are deposited into various animal accounts such as llamas slash alpacas, tree seedlings, or my favorite, bees. When any animal fund becomes depleted and there is still a need, monies from other animal funds can be used where needed most. Every gift to Heifer International represents a gift to the total mission of purchasing and transporting food and income-producing animals, as well as providing intensive training in, in animal husbandry, environmentally sound, sustainable farming, community development, and global education. It is the goal here at Nerdsmith to provide an entire arc for our donations. And if you would like to be a donor, we suggest that you go to fundraise.heifer.org slash nerdsgiving. And don't worry, because that's not the end of the fun. Through all of Nerdsgiving, Nerdsmith Twitch, uh, which is twitch.tv slash wearenerdsmith, will be running animal-themed TTRPG one-shots on Saturdays, Mondays, and Thursdays to help raise more money for Heifer International. Thank you guys so much for being a part of our community. We hope that you can help us raise the gift of an ARC for low-income and economically disadvantaged communities. All right, let's dive into the episode, shall we? Last time on In Vain. At this party, she has actually called in a few favors and quite a bit of a stockpile of weapons has arrived at Heidi's. And she's hiding. We need to grab those and use them against her. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to In Vain Valpurgisnacht. I am Tessa. I play Dallas and use she, her pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at Silky Dreams. And my favorite old school video game was Dr. Mario. I only had three, and that is the one that I love the most. So, Hi, I'm Fennec, your TTRPG floof. You can find me at the Fennec Wolf on Twitter and just about everything. I play Yulva, she and Hi, both of you, she, her pronouns. And my favorite old school video game is the original Mortal Kombat. It's, it's pretty fun and a good way to get some aggression out if you know what i mean all right and i am chad you can catch me on twitter at chadlicious i use he him pronouns i play everybody else in this game so i just use all of them too uh and my favorite old school video game was the original dragon warrior for the nintendo entertainment system okay so we are just playing with Dallas and Ulva tonight. Uh, Elsa is elsewhere because tonight is an Anarch party at Heidi's put on by Joe. And as we all know, there's no party like an Anarch party. Because mm -hmm, an Anarch party don't stop until at least three of us are bleeding from the mosh pit or sunrise. Or torpor. Okay, so we will just pick up. So it is two nights after the Berlin Wall fell. It is November 11th, 1989. And uh, we will start with uh, Yulva on this night. Yulva, you give me a rouse check to see if you get any hungrier. That'd be a four, so I gain a hunger. All right, and what is your hunger at currently? Let me check the handy-dandy character sheet. It'd be at three now. All right, so you wake up for the night, and the 
just the, the the feeling that you're going to need to feed is a little bit more intense this night. And the beast inside of you is starting to rattle the bars of its cage. You're going to need to do something about that, but not, not anytime soon, hopefully. And as you get up, you see uh, Maria is there. She's already awake. And she has on this black gown that has little sparkly bits all in it. So like, uh, like glitter maybe. And she's looking in the, the mirror that you all salvaged from a dumpster. And she's kind of looking like standing sideways and looking at it. She's kind of like patting down her slender body and just kind of making sure that the dress is fitting right. Her hair is, uh, looks like she's ran a comb through it. The beret is gone and she's even wearing some makeup. You look very nice. What a special occasion. Oh, um, uh, Elsa and I are going to that party at the castle. Ah, uh, I forgot about that. Right. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm just, you know, just kind of letting myself know that things are going to be okay. And it's, you know, not going to be as bad as I think it's going to be. It will be the prettiest one in the room. You sparkle like star. Well, that's that's nice of you, but there's going to be Toreador there and you know how they are. I really, really hope I'm not wearing the same dress as one of them, because they might beat me up. Mm, if they try, you send them my way. I shall beat them up for you. And she kind of finishes a couple of things up in front of the mirror, and she stops, and she's got that look on her face like she she wants to say something, but isn't sure how. Is everything all right? Do, do you, uh, is there a question you want to ask? No, I just, um, uh, last night I was, um, I don't know, uh, feeling kind of down, but I'm feeling a little bit better, uh, tonight. So I just didn't want you to, you know, worry about me or or think that I was, you know, going to hurt myself or something. Well, that is good. I am glad you're feeling better and... You know I'm here for you if you ever need to talk about it. You don't have to carry burden alone. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, but you, you, had, you had actually said that um, if I you know, wanted you to, you know that you, you would. Duh. I don't like the idea of you being in pain or suffering. You are my friend, and I care about you very deeply. So let me see if I'm getting this right. So you, you, you care about me so much that if I ask you to drink all my blood and devour my soul so I no longer exist, you, you would do that? Duh. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. And she gets all teary-eyed. Yova quickly pulls out a handkerchief and goes to hug her <laughs> while handing her the handkerchief. Yeah, she she hugs you back, and she's actually kind of holding on to you, you know, like a little bit longer than people usually hug. She doesn't mind. She lets it go on and, and just enjoys it. It's been a while since she's really hugged anybody. And Maria says, I, I think, um, I, I think I'm glad to, to have you as a friend, Yelva. I'm glad to have you as my friend, Maria. Thanks. Um... Oh, right. I gotta, I gotta go to the club. So, um, so Elsa doesn't leave me behind. Uh, can you hand me my, my windbreaker, please? And she's pointing at the very neon, very brightly colored jacket that is draped over one of the chairs. Yelva chuckles and hands it to her. I think that this perfect addition to outfit. And she puts it on and says, oh no, the best part, the reason why I like this so much is if things get a little too you know, freaky for me. She zips it up and the hood zips up as well. So it goes all the way up over her face. And she puts her arms out in a gesture like, huh? Huh? That is, that is wonderful. That is a very good way to uh, pluck everything out. Yeah, it's real nice. And she zips the the hood back down. It's like, well, anyway, I got to go. Um, you have fun at your party. Um, I guess don't, don't do anything I wouldn't do. I guess. I promise to be on best behavior. Well, wait, no, I, I mean, you're, 
an anarch, so I guess you already have. But you know what? You, you just do you. I'll do me. And uh, we'll see how the party at the how the little Camarilla Shindig goes. Um, I, I think things might be pretty interesting uh, for Elsa. Yes, do make sure that she doesn't get herself eaten. She is like little tiny fish and big, uh, what are those things with the sharp teeth in the ocean? The Dana, 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 Dana. Sea turtles. I think, probably. Just make sure she doesn't get swallowed up alive. Okay, I'll make sure she doesn't get nibbled on by sea turtles. Thank you. That makes me feel much better. But if she's getting nibbled on by some something or someone that she likes, should I stop her or, or what? If she's getting nibbled on by Leon more than likely, I think we should just let them be. Noted. All right. Anyway, I got to go. Um, she hugs you again and goes. Yova just chuckles and she's going to start to get ready for the party. So put on her leather pants, her Anarch uh, tank top and her jacket and get ready to go. All right. And we are going to jump over to Dallas. You rise very early. The The sky is somewhat a little bright as the sun is starting to peek down below the horizon. What's, what's Dallas going to do? Dallas is very excited. It is party time. Um, she, as out of habit, um, as soon as she can, opens up her window um, just in case. Uh, anybody comes to visit and um and to get out later starts pulling outfits out of her closet uh now that she's learned to control things a little bit um do her clothes come with her when she transforms now or or is that yes yeah everything that you're wearing and small items that you're carrying go with you things like your backpack would not right so she um, puts on some Doc Martens. Uh, she pulls on some fishnet stockings, a short, short plaid uh, mini skirt, and a band T-shirt that she knots just at her belly button and her jean jacket and gets her hair all uh, spiffified and puts on her grunge punk makeup. All right. And... I'm guessing that you getting ready does not take anywhere near as long as it takes Elsa to get ready. No. Yeah, so probably by the time she is out and about doing her own thing, you're probably gone. Yeah, I would say it probably takes... When Dallas is doing full makeup and attire, maybe 30 minutes max to get ready. Right, so you you get done quick enough... Uh, to the point where when you're about ready to leave, Elsa is just now starting to yell for Peter. Bye, Elsa. Have fun. Going out. All right. And so you are going to turn into Raven form and jump out the window? Yep, pretty much. She does yell, don't, don't shut the window, please. Keep the window open. All right. So give me a rouse check. Oh, I'm sorry. Give me a rouse check to awaken. And then give me a rouse check to shapeshift. Uh, success on the first one, but I do get hungrier for, so I, my hunger is three. All right. So you both have a hunger of three. Okay. Dallas, where are you flying to? Um, I think Dallas is going to fly out to the woods. Uh, I think that she probably would have arranged to go in with Jaeger. Um, so she'll probably go meet him and then drive in with him. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think she's she's flying out there real quick. Okay, like, are you flying out far into the woods to feed, or where Jaeger usually hangs out, which is still in the city? Where Jaeger usually hangs out, she's not. She's all dressed very nicely right now. She doesn't want to get anything on her, and she can't carry a change of clothes when she uses the Raven form. So she's knows that she's hungry and she's definitely going to need to feed tomorrow for sure, if not by the end of the night, but hopefully can wait until after the party. Okay. So you're making your way over to where uh, Jaeger usually has his stopping grounds. Uh, Ilva, after you get ready, where do you go? What do you do? Um, She's going to see if she can't find something to take the edge off of her hunger, at least. 
Okay. Are you going to be hunting around for a bastard? Yep. All right. Give me a strength plus brawl roll. Uh, three successes. All right. So actually, with three successes, you actually do find a, a good, a good, good victim. Uh, somebody who. How does Yulva know this guy's a real bastard or girl? How do you know this person is a, a real jerk? Um, she was kind of hiding in an alley, obfuscated, and she saw them uh, accost one of the local homeless population and spit upon them and kick over their change cup that they were using. Okay, so you found somebody who just was a real jerk to a homeless person. All right, so your anger's already up. So I want you to roll two dice for me and just tell me what numbers come up for you. Uh, nine and four. Roll one more time, please. Two and a ten. All right, we'll go with the two. So the when you sink your fangs into this person and you start drinking their blood, you can taste that they have a very intense melancholy resonance. So that would just make me sleepy? All right, give me a number between one and six. Three. All right, so as you're drinking from this person, you get a flood of memories and emotions from them, and it it seems like this person is mourning the loss of a very close family member to them. Like, it's intense. This person has been in a deep state of mourning for so long that the resonance of their blood has become extremely intense, and it doesn't really alter. So, as a benefit for drinking this person's blood, you slake one additional hunger when feeding from remaining members of your family. Good to know! I am not certain if that's going to come into play, but it's, you know, you uh, sucked on a, a melancholy clot. Now, the real question is, how much hunger are you slaking from this person? Just two, so taking it back down to one. Okay, so you drain them to the point where they are just falling over themselves and you prop them up on the side of the alley and leave. Uh, she's going to use uh, cloud memory really quick, just so they forget that they even got pulled into an alley and had this happen. <laughs> All right. Good choice. All right. And I am assuming that after both of y'all told me what you were doing, eventually you're going to make your way to the party as it gets started around, you know, 10 at night. Yep. All right. Uh, Dallas, you get close to where Jaeger is and then you see him and revert back to your form and he picks you up, gives you a big rough kiss. Let's party. I am so ready. Let's go. Hell yeah. And so y'all make your way to Heidi's. Uh, as the two of you get there, you see that the the club itself, it's it's been... Rent it out, it looks like. There's a big sign that says close for private events. Uh, you hear music pumping from the inside. You go in, and there's not a lot of people in here because right now the the Anarchs present, it's going to be Dallas, Ilva, Joe, of course, Otto, and Jaeger. So about five kindred are here, but there it looks like there are a DJ, some other people just hanging around, kind of like dancing a little bit on the floor. Uh, as you get in, Joe greets the two of you in that, you know, special punk way, I guess, usually involves, you know, punching or something. And Joe tells you that, you know, anybody in here, they're all ghouls and you can feed from any of them except the DJ because he's very talented. He has the special touch and she really, really likes the tunes that he cranks out. Got it. All right. So you can drink, you can play pool, you can, you know, mosh, you can throw down in here. And the two of you have uh, special desires about something that you want to accomplish at this party. Uh, Yulva, what is your desire? Yulva wants to talk to Joe about kickstarting the movement, doing something to show that the Anarchs are here in town and we're going to start trying to take over Heidelberg. Alright, and what is Dallas's desire? Dallas wants to 
also help kickstart the movement, but she wants to use the uh, presence of the werewolves as kind of a uh, pivot point to like maybe say, hey, maybe if we aim them at the Camarilla, we can maybe we can get some allies. All right. And so that's what you desire to do tonight, but you just got in. The party's just started. How are you two going to enjoy yourselves? Dance. Dance a lot. Um, Dallas is actually hungry enough to kind of consider feeding on a ghoul because she's not sure. In her mind, she's like, well, if they're already a ghoul, is it really hurting them if they're used to it? So she's kind of, she's contemplating it, but she's not sure. She's also kind of looking at Jaeger going, maybe he's okay with it. So he's, she's actually kind of debating going out, out of her shell a little bit on, on the feeding aspect, but isn't quite sure that she's ready for it. Okay. But she's That's considering fine. it. Okay. And so Dallas is dancing probably with anybody who will dance with her. And so, of course, you know, Jaeger, the two gang girl are tearing up the dance floor. Hell yeah. Sure. And Ilva, how are you celebrating? Um, Ilva would probably start by playing, asking Joe if she wants to play a game of pool. Hell yeah, let's play some pool. All right, let's play pool. Okay, so I, yeah, just for the hell of it, I want you to give me, uh, let's see, dexterity and... I guess the only skill that would pertain to is athletics to see how well you do with this game of pool. Two successes. All right. So it's a close game, but eventually Joe wins because, you know, she she plays a lot too. But she congratulates you. So that was pretty good. You had me on the ropes there. Good job. You were fun to play against, but I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? What do you think about kickstarting this movement? Doing something to uh, let the Camarilla know we're in town? I uh, think I know what you mean. And actually, there was something that I wanted to show both you and Dallas uh, tonight. But since you're already talking about it, maybe I can show you now. Go go into the storeroom. I'll, I'll go get Dallas. I will meet you there. And she walks off to the storeroom. And Dallas, you are out there kind of like thrashing around on the dance floor. And as you're dancing and, you know, rocking out to the music and yeah, the DJ is pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, just like the the way he kind of blended in some of uh, Black Flag in with the Dead Kennedys and Nazi punks fuck off was really awesome. She's like scream singing the lyrics along, which is Dallas cannot sing to save her life, but it what she make blacks and skills she makes up with enthusiasm. So I have you heard the Dead Kennedys? Yes. It sounds perfect. <laughs> okay, and so while you're doing that and screaming Nazi punks fuck off at the top of your lungs, Joe gets your attention and she nods towards the storeroom and you see Ilva is already headed over there. She nods and she kind of grabs Jaeger's hand like, come on, let's go. All right. So you all go in there and you go into the storeroom and, you know, it's the storeroom of a club. So there's like crates of booze. There's all this stuff in there, food stuffs, what what have you. And uh, Joe kind of goes over to the side and it looks like she un- she takes out a key and she unlocks a little side door that's in the storeroom and opens it up. It's a big metal door and it kind of takes a little bit for her to kind of pull it open, which is saying something because Dallas, you know that Joe is very, very strong. And when she opens up the, the door, she reaches up and she pulls the little chain for the light bulb up top and you see uh, it's a it's a little room. Uh, it's there's two crates in the room, about waist high to both of you. But there's the room's big enough to where, like the two of you can kind of walk in. So Joe kind of goes in and goes around the crates, and points to you two and says, "Come check this out." All right. She pulls out a crowbar, and she opens up one crate and then the other. And as she does, 
one of the crates you see is full of these interesting looking rifles. Uh, Dallas, out in the United States, we call them AKs. Yulva, these rifles, uh, you know these rifles. The, you call them Kalishnikovs. They're actually a very popular weapon in the Soviet military. Where did you get these? Joe says, well, hold on. She opens up the other crate, and you see it looks like grenades. It looks like explosive ordnance in there. And Ilva, I want you to give me, I want you to give me an intelligence and technology roll. Uh, four successes. Okay, so you got enough successes to know that everything in these crates, this is all Soviet. I mean, this is... She had to have gotten this from the Soviet Union because this is all the military spec ordnance and weaponry that they use. So how did you get these in from Russia? Oh, I got a contact in the, the RAF. So the RAF, for our listeners and, and players that may not know about this, is uh, we, it's the Red Army Faction. And this was a very notorious terrorist organization that were uh, what they did was they did a lot of terrorism in West Germany trying to promote communism and the, the, the purposes and the government of that. They were also very anti-Semitic and they did kidnappings, assassinations, explosions, car bombs, you name it. They took credit for it. Uh, later on in history, it was found out that key members of the Red Army faction were, in fact, trained by the Soviet secret police. That's not terrifying. Right. So, Ilva, you know exactly who she's talking about. Dallas probably, I don't know, would, would probably have seen them mentioned on the news or something and just know that they're bad news. Those aren't exactly... Uh... Great folks. Uh, well, so what? They had something I needed. We made an exchange. That's all it took. So we got weapons now. We want the Yilva, you want the Camarilla to take us seriously. Now we got the firepower to back it up. Indeed. It would be a, a nice way to wake them up for the bang. I've got an idea of some potential allies. Oh, yeah? What do y'all know about lupins? Or lupines? Lupines? I mean, I've, I've heard of them. What do you, what do you mean? There's a couple lupines? sniffing around uh, my club the other day. Seemed to not particularly like uh, what did they say? The absence of spirits in the area, which has been whatever the Tremere are up to, maybe worth pointing them at the folks in charge. Saying, hey, there's the reason that they're not around. So you had lupines sniffing around the club and you survived? It helps when you cannot be seen. Holy shit. She poofs into a raven in front of in front of Joe. Give me a rouse check. I'm good. All right. So you turn into a raven right as Joe is talking. She's like, that that's that's a neat trick. That's great. And Jaeger looks at Joe and says, she's been showing this off for days now. There's no living with her. She turns like, you don't live with me anyway. This is why I have my own haven. Joe says, so, well, she just realized that she's still talking to a raven. So she turns over to Ilva and says, so. Well, I, I popped back. Okay, good. So the Lupines don't like the stuff that the Tremere are doing around the city. And so you're thinking we can kind of tell them where we can find, where they can find them. Interesting. It's my idea. Yeah, I mean, that's the general idea. Yeah. Uh, Jaeger, hearing this for the first time, uh, first of all, looks at you and says, you meant lupines? And second of all, says, damn, baby, that's cold. Meat is a strong word. I spied on them since they were on my roof and then kicked them out of my club when they snuck inside. And is it cold or effective? I'm not entirely sure. That's, uh... Wow, Dallas, I wouldn't... I never would have thought you would think that way. I don't know whether to be scared or aroused. 
the enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's true, I guess. That's, um, wow. Um, so I'm going to go back out on the floor and it looks like you ladies need to need to talk about some things. I'm just going to see myself out. He doesn't, Dallas, I mean, uh, Jaeger doesn't look like repulsed or anything. He's just more like, damn. (laughs) Like, you know, not expecting that from you because he maybe has his own ideas about the kind of person that you are already. But, you know, he could be wrong. So he walks out and Joe just, she picks up one of the uh, grenades and is just kind of hefting it in her hand. She goes, well, you know. Lupines on one side, grenades on the other. That's interesting. It's a bit of a sticky situation. Y'all know how to use these? You pull, pin, and throw, da? Right. You know how to use a Kalishnikov? Yes. Point and pull trigger. You guys are all chomping at the bit to kind of start something that's commendable. That's great. Or at least get a plan going. Yeah, I think plans... Plans are good. We need to be very uh, careful and considering of the plans. And Joe stops. And it takes you a second as she just kind of stops mid-sentence to realize that you don't hear anything coming from the main room. The music has stopped. That's not good. That is not good indeed. Joe vaults over one of the boxes and starts heading on out of the storeroom. Do you follow? Yulva's going to grab a Kirishnikov and just cock it and then head out. Dallas is cl- uh, considering claws, but is is going to push, like, put lids back on and push to the side so they're not visible what are in the boxes and then head out quietly. Okay. So as you step out, uh, Joe just ran on out there. Dallas, are you heading on out there too? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ilva, are you coming out just directly with them or are you going to be more in the shadows? Uh, shadows, just like ready to attack if needed, but hiding. Okay. Are you in the staying in the storeroom or are you using obfuscate? Obfuscate. Right, give me a rouse check. I get hungry again. Okay, so you're at hunger two. All right. And so that familiar feeling in the back of your head gives you this impulse. It's like, oh, I hope things get violent. I love violence. Do shut up. And Dallas, since you are the one going out there, you come out into the main area. And what you see is that the music has stopped. The DJ is just kind of like looking at the main door. All the other kindred in there just kind of... Everyone's looking at the main entrance. And standing in the doorway is Maximilian. He's just looking around at everyone. And he's like, what? You're celebrating. Celebrate. Ein Deutschland. This is fabulous. He starts clapping and starts singing a few bars of the German national anthem. He goes, it's wonderful, is it not? Wunderbar. And Joe starts walking towards him, says, Max, why are you here? Maximilian says, well, first of all, I can also celebrate the unification of my fatherland, of course. I'm very happy about that. Uh, Secondly, I've just come for one thing, one small thing. I need to do this, and I will be out of everyone's hair. And he looks over at Joe and says, well, what's left of it? Joe, it's nice to see you again. Sorry to see that you had to do what you had to do. I guess now we know that Lena is the prettier one now. She's standing next to a pool table and she just with a downward punch hits it so hard it snaps in half. She's like, get out. And Maximilian's like, he puts up both of his hands in a sign of peace and saying, of course, of course, I will leave very quickly. But I've come for Jaeger. And Jaeger's out there and he's just, you know, staring down Maximilian. And Max looks at him and says, you ignored a directive from the prince. We have yet to see any mortals for the blood tithe, Jaeger. That is... 
That is unacceptable. Now, because you didn't do your job, I have to do my job and teach you a lesson. Come with me. At this point, Jaeger is just not really moving. Uh, what does Dallas do? What is going through her mind? Nothing smart. Um, Dallas goes and stands next to Jaeger and slips his hand, her hand into his and squares her shoulders and just kind of gives his hand a squeeze like, I'm here. And Maximilian sees this. He sees you. Actually, when you go up to Jaeger, it looks like he's actually seeing you for the first time. And he says, oh, I was not expecting to see you here, Haustier. At a party for Anarchs, no less. That is, that is interesting information. And he looks at, you know, you're holding on to Jaeger's hand and says, so if you would but just allow me to take him, I'll forget I saw you. And Maximilian starts to take a couple of steps into the club. Do you want to run or no? She's kind of whispering to Jaeger. Jaeger's kind of growling under his breath, says, baby, I don't, I don't. I don't fucking know right now, but I ain't going with him. I got your back. Okay. You sure you want to do this? No one fucks with the people I care about. Well, he gives your hand a squeeze. Uh, Ilva, you've been watching this whole thing under Offuscate. What's going through your mind and what are you doing? She is like panicking internally, but she forces herself to take a breath and calm down and she's going to walk very slowly, carefully around to be behind where Maximilian is like right at his backside and just kind of lift the gun up straight, like right to the back of his head, just ready to start shooting if need be. Okay. But you haven't dropped the obfuscate yet. Is that right? Correct. She's still obfuscated. Okay, so Maximilian starts walking towards Jaeger in Dallas, and faster than anybody can see, Joe just appears right in front of him with a uh, with a splinter of wood from the pool table, and has it under his chin, and says, "I told you once, I'm not going to tell you again. Get the fuck out." And Maximilian once again puts his hands up, looks over at everybody else. Looks over at Joe, says, Joe, you do realize that what you're doing right now is interfering with Camarilla business. And last I checked, he makes a quick head count. He says, you've, you have what, three people? We have the rest of the city. Joe, for your own safety and you should let me do my job. I'm trying to help you here. Help me help you, Joe. And Joe is just standing there. What's everybody else doing? Dallas is trying to do very quick math of how she can uh, potentially diffuse the situation, but she knows Max is way stronger than she is. And even with her training, could probably break her very quickly. Um She's not sure what to do, but she does not want to let Max take Jaeger. She's just trying to figure out. She's trying to figure out how fast she could get to the guns. She's kicking herself for not grabbing one, but I think the visible gun would have made it worse. So she's just trying to think of anything that she can to protect Jaeger in this situation, but she's not sure what to do. All right, and at this point, Jaeger. A very helpful Jaeger says, yo, man, I ain't going with you. You're going to have to, I don't know. You're going to have to do this another time because I ain't leaving with you tonight. And Joe says, you are not taking any of my people. So stand down and leave or things are going to get very messy for you. So this is a standoff between the representative of the Camarilla and the representative of the Anarchs. You two said that you want to get the movement going. What do you do? What are you going to do to kick off this uh, this powder keg? 
screw it. Yelva is going to pull the trigger and unload into his head. All right. So he's not aware of that. Yelva, I need you to give me a composure and firearms roll uh, and add plus three to your roll. Three normal dice. Oh, snap. Uh, So uh, two tens. So that's four successes altogether, correct? Yes, that is. That's a critical hit. Was one of those tens on a hunger die? Yeah. So that's a messy critical. This is going to be great, y'all. I shot the sheriff. You push down on the trigger. You squeeze that trigger and just death sprays out of the front of it. And you actually just start like stabbing it into him, just growling and screaming like a wild animal as your obfuscate drops and just this spray of gore and blood just goes everywhere. Uh, Yeah. So you, um, wow. So that was a lot of damage. So, however, vampires take half damage from guns and Maximilian, like we said before, is a little tough. So what really ha- what actually happens is you kind of you light him up like point blank range in the back. So like literally he has gaping holes like in his side. You could see light coming through him and he was completely taken by surprise. So he like dives forward and maybe kind of falls over screaming the whole time and shouting in German. Uh, he rolls over on the floor and he kind of goes under the DJ table. And the screaming uh, stops. Can Dallas act or no? Oh, yes. Dallas can act. Awesome. She sees Max going under the table and it is claws and teeth as she's going after him um, and going to continue the assault underneath as her claws come out. All right. I want you to give me a rouse check for the claws. That is a failure. I am at hunger for and on top of Max. Okay. Well, you're running over there towards Max and you, in your rage, you like tear the, the cloth, the, the tablecloth off the table. Some of the DJ's equipment kind of falls over and breaks on the floor. Uh, there's nobody's under the table. She snarls. At least nobody that you can see. She's still, um, she's going to put a hand out and see if she can grab anything. Because she's seen Yilva disappear enough times to know that he might still be there. Right. Okay, so you are, you're reaching out, you're, you're looking around, you're trying to find him. I want you to give me, let's see, you're trying to track him. So composure and awareness. This might be a particularly difficult role. Fuck me. All right. Uh, 10, 10, 9. Both 10s are on hunger dice. 6, 3. So that's six successes total? Yep. And that's a messy critical. Yep. Okay. So... What happens is you're you're looking around, you're smelling the air, your 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 gangrel blood is coming up to the fore, and you hear very like nobody else could hear this, but you hear like a slight kind of like impression on the floor, and you turn around right as you know Maximilian. It looked like Maximilian was trying to grab you from behind and put his bayonet up to your neck, but what really happens is you catch the wrist that has the bayonet in his hand and you have his other uh, wrist in your other hand and your claws are out. Drop it, Max. Max, he's just dead eyes looking at you, but he's he's breathing, like just kind of like barely containing it in and he just, he drops the bayonet without taking his eyes off of you. Good boy. And low, his voice is low. He's speaking to you, Dallas, and he says, now, if you don't mind, I will leave. 
Jaeger is safe tonight. Thank you. She lets go. And he backs up a little bit. And he starts slowly backing away towards the door of Heidi's. And he's looking at all of you, all of you in here. And he says, tonight, this was a mistake. Because now, now, a reckoning is coming. You shouldn't have interfered. And now you're going to pay the price. So if anybody in here wants to change their mind and avoid the hellfire that's coming, I suggest you do so now. And Maximilian starts to, he's continues to, to go out the door. Uh, at this point, Otto walks out with him. He just goes, fuck this. This is crazy. And he starts walking towards the door. And Joe sees this. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Otto's like, Joe, this is insane. We, I can't, I, I just can't. I got, I got people I'm worried about. And Joe's like, get the fuck out of here. Otto leaves. Joe, uh, Joe, sorry. Maximilian gets to the door, shrugs to you all, and just gets the fuck out of there. The second Max leaves, Dallas drops to her knees. <gasps> Yolva just starts cackling. Like, she's just, it's, it's all the stress has gone to her. She just starts like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like that crazy like what the fuck have i done type laughter like shooting it in the air going count the shells no she's she hasn't pointed down at the ground but she's just like like that stress laughter you get like after you like you know almost get hit in your car or something you're like <laughs> Oh, yeah. So Yulva's losing it. Dallas is taking a, a moment. Joe drops the wood that was in her hand. Looks at you, Dallas, and says, oh, looks like y'all are getting what you wanted. A little sooner than I did Joe also takes a deep breath. He's like, the biggest problem tonight is not Maximilian. It's Otto. He knows about the weapons. We got to do something about that. Yova gestures to the piece of wood in Joe's hand. We could always uh, stake him and leave him out for sun. It would leave a nice message. Also, he was right. We need... We have weapons. They have more numbers. We need to, we need people. We need allies. We need resources. We need, we're going to war and we don't have enough soldiers. So we need to see if there's anybody in the Camarilla that has any sympathies. Anybody else shows up in town like they have been all over Germ all over West Germany. Well, Germany at this point. We really, she stops. Max was right. This is time for a reckoning. This is something that has been a long time coming. And we got to make sure that we come out on top. Baby, are you okay? Dallas, it's a rip Jaeger. Jaeger's, he looks at you and says, fuck me, are you Okay. I'll be fine. I just gotta calm the adrenaline down a little bit. I'll, I will think about what just happened later and probably not be, but I'm okay right now. Ooh, that was not the smartest moment, but I'm glad you're safe for now. I will figure it out. 
Right. Eager's like, so um, if he's looking for me, he's not going to stop. I need to, uh, I'm going to have to lay low for a while. So if you need me, I'll be out in the Odenwald. Maybe I can, you know, pass on a message to these lupines that you met. Careful. But yeah, um, I know which direction they went in. Um, I don't know how far up they go. But I know they don't like us. So just be very careful, please. Yeah. Well, I'll have a lot of time out there to track them down. If I don't find them, I don't find them. But if I do, I'll play it smart. Take care of yourself while I'm gone, okay? All right. He gives you a kiss and looks at Joe and says, Joe, I'm out. I mean, I'm I'm all for this thing, but he's gonna he's gonna come find me. You know him. He won't stop. And Joe's like, I get it. You know, you take take a week, take take whatever you need, but at some point we are gonna need you. Jaeger's like, yeah, I'll I'll check back in after about a week or so. And Jaeger goes out the back way. And Joe sits down on one of the intact pool tables. And so right now it is Joe, Dallas, and Yulva. It's just you in there. And the ghouls have scattered. And Joe just leans her head back and says, oh, fuck me. Sorry, I should have thought more, but... I couldn't let him hurt her. That's stupid, but I. I, I wouldn't have let him. I wouldn't have let him hurt Jaeger either. But what's done is done. There's no going back. We've jumped off the cliff. Now we have to do our best to land on our feet. Too bad the bullets don't work as well as they do on humans. Right. Well, we need to find out if El- if uh, Elsa found out anything important. Anything we can use. And I was serious. If there's anybody else that's that runs with a Camarilla that could be swayed, we need to lean in on that, too. What about Sophie? I don't know. I don't know where her loyalties lie, but she looks over at Ilva. No offense, but... The Nosferatu are loyal to themselves. So if we can make it as continued survival for her, she might be more prone to listening. I don't know. Yulva, she's of your clan. Maybe you know how to talk to her better. I can try. We got to find where they're weak and we need to lean on it. You know, we don't have the numbers. You know, they're, they're, they're much more of them. They're stronger. They have more resources. So I think that means we got to start using guerrilla tactics. Hit them where they're weakest and then vanish. I don't know. I need, I need time to think, but we got to move on this. So, yeah. Yeah, so maybe tomorrow night we got to get the whole crew together, bring Elsa too. Uh, And she writes down on a bar napkin an address and hands it to you, Dallas, and says, meet me there. They know I come here. They don't know about that place. This is probably a good idea, Dallas, for you to uh, show Elsa where my haven is, just in case. They know where club is. and I was just thinking that I might need to not be at the club tonight. I have extra cut. Okay. If you don't mind. Not at all. I'll, um, I'll eat before I go. 
Danke. I'm guessing Yulva leaves. Yep, she's gonna obfuscate. She's gonna keep the AK-47, though. Give me a rouse check. Two! So she goes to hunger four. Great! Oh, sorry, hunger three, not four. (laughs) Okay, hunger three. All right. And Dallas, you said that you were eating before you go. What did you mean by that? I'm gonna gonna have to go hunt something. I'm... I'm... She's too hungry. Hunger for she's that that's like danger zone for her. She she does not want to wake up the next morning and not be able to be in control. Okay. So are you going out into the woods? Yeah, she's sitting in the woods. Okay. Are you going to shapeshift first or are you just going to run on out? She's gonna run on out. She can't risk shapeshifting and losing control. Okay. Uh at this point you can hop on a bus that'll take you far enough to the outskirts of town where you can make it into the woods easily. And you go out, you hunt. Give me a composure and animal ken roll. We'll see how much uh hunger you can slake. Two success. Okay. So you you're finding random animals in the forest, uh, and you manage to you got two successes. I'll let you slake one hunger for now. And as you're hunting, you you come across in the underbrush an elk, like a big elk. That's just like full of blood. Obviously, you see like gigantic antlers on top of its head. I mean, this thing is a massive buck. And you're you're slinking around in the darkness. You're trying to sneak up on it and just thinking about kind of making the pounce going in for the kill. And it turns its head real quickly and... It has eight glowing eyes. What the fuck are you? And it's looking right at you, and it's as silent as death. Are you going to drink its blood? She's very tempted. (laughs) No, but she is going to get closer to it, if she can. All right. All right. As you you take a couple of steps towards it, and it runs off. Oh, wait. But that's definitely not something you see every day. All right. And so let's see, Ilva, you said that you were going back to your haven, right? Yep. Okay. And Dallas, you are going to go to Ilva's haven after a while? Yeah, she's going to call and leave a message with Peter um, to let Elsa know that she's not coming home tonight, but she's okay. Um, And she'll talk to her in person. Okay. All right, uh, Ilva, you get back to your haven. What are you doing with the Kalishnikov? Are you just kind of propping it up against the wall, or are you going to hide it? She's going to hide it just to have it, you know, stored away in case it's needed. Okay, so you hide it away real quick. And after after a little bit of time of waiting, uh, eventually Maria comes back to the haven. The, the party with the Camarilla must have ended and she's, you know, wearing the hood. Her her hair looks a little bit more frizzy than usual. Looks like she's been out in the damp air for a while. And uh, she comes back. She's like, oh, hey, Ilva. Hey, well, I mean, I'm not, it's not fancy meeting you here because I know you live here, but I'm surprised that you're, you're back here at this time. Uh, the party became a little too uh, loud for my taste, so I came home. Wow. Yeah, the the party was pretty boring until, you know, uh, Elsa started making out with Leon. Why am I not surprised? Yeah, well, I saw it. Uh, You know, I saw it coming, but, you know, he did not. I can tell you that. Probably still has a lot to think about. Hey, um, Ilva, can I kiss you? Uh, uh, the what? I'm asking your permission to kiss you. I... Uh, da? Right, and she just leans in. She just kind of like jumps on you and gives you a really passionate kiss. It takes Yova a second to like register, but then she starts kissing back. She's like, oh, huh. You know, very passionate makeout session. I'm I'm imagining that maybe we need to kind of do a slight fade to black, but then Dallas comes on in and sees something kind of interesting. I'll come back. And just walks right back out. You guys 
are awesome. I'll see you later. <laughs> they probably don't even acknowledge Dallas even opening the door and then just being like, nope. The Infane Podcast is a proud member of the Nerdsmith Network. Visit nerdsmith.org for all of your nerdy entertainment needs.